This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. And uh, first up today, a look at how women can return to work, particularly in the digital space. So last month, of course, we celebrated International Women's Day and this year's theme is Digital, uh, A-L-L, Innovation and Technology for Gender Equality. And uh, so we're linking our show today to that because today we're talking about women um, in tech, particularly what it takes to help women who are returning to work or transitioning into careers that involve tech and the digital space. So according to the UN's Gender Snapshot 2022, uh, which is a study they did, women's exclusion from the digital world has actually cost low and middle income countries 1 trillion US dollars, um, about 4.4 trillion uh, Malaysian ringgit um, in gross domestic product over the last decade. So Increasingly, it's becoming clear that women not gaining a foothold in the tech industries isn't just about them upskilling, but it also means that we actually lose a lot in terms of economic potential. You know what I find interesting about this is that whenever we talk about women returning to the workforce or uh, wanting to kind of find a foothold in positions that they're not super comfortable with, digital comes up sometimes, um, but it's always in ways that feel quite vague because it's such a huge industry that it's difficult really to encompass what that could mean. Um, we also hear conversations about doing things like micro SMEs, um, you know, kind of starting out in these smaller ways. And with those, it sometimes feels like because they're industries that we're more familiar with, they can feel more concrete or understandable. And so I, I'm kind of excited to hear what this could encompass when we talk about women going digital or people going digital when they haven't actually done so or worked in the field before? So for what it's worth, um, if we look at what the roadblocks actually are, um, last month, Yvonne Ko, who is Director of Carrier Integrated Business Support at Huawei Technologies, uh, wrote a piece about women in tech. And she talked about how um, when we talk about women being equipped with digital knowledge, it has to include the other factors uh, that come into play when we talk about equal participation. So things like equal digital access, equal ability to utilize technologies in a beneficial way, equal ability to gain the base and advanced digital skills, both as consumers as well as producers. And she said that a challenge women often face in technology has to do with policies that support women in the workplace. And that... Um, that comes from a few things, right? Because you're talking about the care economy as well, people becoming caretakers when they have children and take a career break, uh, which results, of course, in that very well-documented gap in many women's careers. But the thing about tech and digital-based jobs, where the industry does evolve very quickly, is that it becomes harder for women to return to the workforce and do their previous jobs. Uh, there have also been incentives from the government in this regard, although not specific to the, to the digital field, because the Prime Minister announced that in order to encourage women to return to work. SOXO would amend its act to give grants uh, equivalent to 80% of the insured worker's salary uh, in one case. And uh, also some 130,000 women who return to work after giving birth will benefit from this, involving a total of 290 million ringgit. So uh, that's going to be our focus today, um, a look at a program that tries to encourage or help women returning to work or transitioning to careers in the digital space. Broadly, though, we want to hear from you. 
Are you interested in working in tech? And if you are, and you aren't yet working in tech, what holds you back? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine, and tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, we'll be speaking with Anusuya Krishnan, Program Manager for Skills to Work in Malaysia. Keep it here, BFM eighty nine point nine. Be firmly motivated, BFM eighty nine point nine. It's 5.12. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila and we're talking today about Skills to Work, uh, which is essentially a, a programme that aims to help women returning to work or transitioning to careers in the digital space, providing them with the skills they need. And uh, because of that, we are asking you, are you interested in working in tech? Um, what holds you back if you're not currently doing so, but you are keen? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at PFM Radio. Joining us now uh, is Anusuya Krishnan, Program Manager for Skills to Work in Malaysia, which, as mentioned, is a programme that provides tech training and certification to women and underemployed groups who are returning to work and or transi- transitioning to a career in the digital space. Anusuya, thanks for speaking with us today. So a lot of your work revolves around empowering women entrepreneurs to upscale and transition into taking their businesses online. What can you tell us about some of the barriers women in Malaysia specifically face when they try to do this? Um, I think, I mean, generally, this is uh, something that's a global problem, not just with Malaysian women. Uh, Women generally have um, a fear of technology, and I think that's been one of our biggest impediments. And the the challenge has always been for us to embrace technology and think about it as a tool for business rather than worry about, you know, the technical issues. Because anything that you need to learn, you can learn it. It, it, Technology is just one tool, right? So that's one of the biggest barriers that uh, I encountered. The, The second thing I found was uh, I come from a technology background, and one of the things I found was when I started, um, you know, for instance, for example, there my my website. Yeah, I wanted to outsource my website design, and I found in the process that the the person that I was purchasing the services from actually didn't know uh, what they were doing. So that's the other problem that we have. We buy services, but the the quality of the services, uh, we are not able to ascertain what what kind of services we should get and what is the quality of service. So that's one of the programs that we have been very focused about designing to teach women, uh, especially business women, to be aware of what they should get and, you know, to to ensure that uh, their marketing needs are, are met. Yeah. Now, the third one is, a, is an interesting problem. I don't think uh, technology can actually solve that. You know, many of the bis- women's uh, businesses are... Uh, usually in the soft areas, right? Um, for example, uh, spa, for instance, yeah? Now, when you talk about taking business online, how do you take a spa online? You can't, right? You can market it online, but it has to be delivered in person. So that was one of the challenges we had, yeah? because um, some of the women, uh, are quite a number of them are spa operators. They, they sell, uh, you know, services such as these. So how do you help women? Um, and that that's one of one challenge that really technology cannot address. Yeah. So yeah. So this this will be the main ones. And I think one of the things that we can do, and this is what we found during our pro, our training, although we did quite a lot of training in marketing and so forth, the biggest change was when we went when we did coaching and mentoring. 
Because while you may know the technical aspects of digital marketing, it's only when you actually start doing digital marketing for your business, that's when you realize, oh, you know, how do I start? Uh, is this particular uh, marketing message that I've crafted, is it the right message? Is it uh, going to the intended audience? How should I phrase it, my copywriting and so forth? So really the, the biggest impact was when the women went for the mentoring and uh, coaching and and especially when it, uh, one of the examples is when the mentor said okay look this is what you need to do and then they got immediate results i can see the the change in their in their perception of this whole thing was very different yeah so yeah that that's my uh, take on the various so we saw this a lot during the pandemic. A lot of people had to either leave their jobs or they were forced to operate in a much more virtual or digital environment. How has that shift affected women in particular in the in the global workforce? Well, um, from from what I did, I did some research and I found apparently in 2020, uh, research shows that uh, with the with the rate of uh, acceleration of automation because the pandemic uh, not only did it disrupt our lives in terms of you know working from home and so forth it also increased the rate of acceleration uh, what it actually resulted was the loss of jobs for women was five percent whereas for men was 3.9 percent now if the gender gap is not addressed apparently global gdp will be impacted by about one trillion yeah which is a huge amount if you if you look at if you think about it, yeah? there's the loss of GDP will be one trillion. So from a local perspective, I can tell you very very clearly, um, when it comes to working from home, and and that was one of the biggest uh, in, uh, you know uh, issues challenges that women face when 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 you have um, the pandemic was disrupted. It was also an issue of the number of tools, access to the internet, you know, these things also need to be addressed as well, yeah? So I think that the impact was not just in terms of just the women's being impacted, because they were impacted, uh, it also affected quite a bit of the quality of life that they had and so forth, yeah. So, so I think um, that, that uh, it's going to be quite a challenge for, especially in Malaysia, how are we going to address that? Eh? One tool for per family, three tools per family. If you have five children, how is that going to happen? Yeah. And this, of course, brings us to Skills to Work. Tell us more about the work they do. Well, um, Skills to Work actually started because uh, of, you know, one of the obvious uh, reasons was because of the pandemic. Yeah? So it obviously it, it highlighted the need to have more digital skills and you know the thing about digital skills is they expire it's not something that you can learn at one time and you continue to use it right so so this is what happened was that uh, research actually shows that there are certain skills that are going to be in demand for the next five to ten years yeah and uh, especially like things like cyber security um, cx customer experience that we are talking about uh, data cloud software development so what the Skills to Work program is designed to do is, is actually um, create pathways. So for the, um, the specifically the three pathways that Skills to Work program will focus on is one on uh, customer experience. The second one will be on cybersecurity and the third one will be on software development. So right now in Malaysia, uh, the first pathway that has been launched uh, first in the Philippines, and we are doing the pilot, the first pilot in Malaysia, will be the customer experience. So this, the reason why it's called a pathway is because there there are kind of um, three main focus areas. Yeah, one is of course to provide the participant with the skills 
uh, professional as well as technical skills. The second one is to give them certification. So in the case of the customer experience program, they will get the Zendesk certification. So the program itself will include a Zendesk prep. So you'll be, uh, you'll be given uh, some prep exercises, some use cases you know, to, for you to practice. And you'll be given an exam voucher. The participant will be given an exam voucher to sit for and, and qualify as a Zendesk with the Zendesk certification. The uh, third thing that we will be doing is we will be contacting hiring partners and we will connect the participants with these hiring partners. Yeah, The intention is that we will provide them with the skill as well as um, provide them a pathway where they can get employed. So, you know, so that's how it is drafted. Um, the first program, uh, sorry, the pilot in Malaysia will be starting on May 8th. Uh, it'll be three weeks and uh, it's going to be in the afternoon from one to five, four hours, uh, Monday to Friday. And uh, so the last session will be on May 26. So are these sorts of certifications and trainings uh, recognized by the industry beyond the ones that the program is partnered with? And what will those qualifications then give them access to? Well, certainly the, the Zenda certification is used for all, uh, mostly, mostly for CX uh, type of uh, industries. So that means they are going, they are going out with a qualification that will be recognized. Even if they don't um, use the uh, partner, the, the hiring process that we create, they will, they will have a certification which they can use, you know, to go for any other types of interviews. Yeah. Um, the other certification that we are providing is actually uh, by the Asia Foundation itself, uh, which is basically based on the prep work that is done as part of the program. So, you know, technically uh, they are going to go out with two certifications. So one is, of course, a globally recognized. One is, uh, you know, to certify that this participant has undergone and, you know, has been, uh, has some relevant skills. So you're not hiring, the hiring partners are not hiring someone who's just fresh off the block, so to speak. Yeah. So from your experience um, speaking to female entrepreneurs, what are some main gaps that need to be filled? What are they interested in learning? <laughs> I, I think this question, this is just one simple answer, is finance, access to finance. Yeah. So, I mean, as a business person, that's the one thing that will be most useful. But I think, I think what will be very useful as well is to help uh, women to know how to craft a good uh, proposal, for in, for instance, to to submit to a bank for for finance. Yeah, that's one. Of course, if you're looking at uh, skills and knowledge, then of course I think that that the biggest gap can be addressed by having good coaches, business coaches. Uh, nothing nothing is more valuable than having someone who has experience in this space to basically ask you the right questions. I think uh, that's something that is missing because uh, for an entrepreneur to uh, to buy the services of a coach is not easy. It's very expensive. And I think, you know, I mean, for, your, for you, for example, you've been in a working environment and I'm sure you know the value of having a mentor, someone who, who is able to guide you when you're having some challenges. But uh, for business women, especially, we, we learn a lot of things uh, from the School of Hard Knocks. So it we will definitely benefit if we could find those uh, those address, those guests by having some form of support mechanism, uh, which where we can go for guidance uh, when we when we hit a wall. 
uh, to a certain extent, that's one of the benefits I experienced when I joined my NGO, yeah, because uh, there are a lot of uh, experienced business women. So when I have a challenge, and, and this this I'm telling you, um, because this is exactly what I've gathered from my years in the uh, NGO, actually speak to people who are experienced and say, okay, this is the problem, um, you know, what, what do you suggest I do? So it gives me an option to sound uh, as a sounding board for, you know, some of my ideas and, you know, um, advice, yeah. Uh, so, you know, so those things will be very useful, I would suggest, yeah. And as you've mentioned, customer experience training is something that skills to work currently offers as part of their program. On the website, it says that cybersecurity and software development will also be introduced in the future. Why the focus on these skills in particular? Well, um, this is actually based on uh, global demand, yeah, because um, I think uh, Coursera um, released a industry skills report in 2021. Um, and it, it says very clearly that there are going to be a few areas where the growth is going to be phenomenal in, in uh, 2025, if I'm not mistaken. They expect to have about 149 million uh, vacancies in those areas, yeah. And that will be cybersecurity, uh, CX is one of them, the software development, data and cloud. So, so you know, it, what the um, skills to work is basically preparing you for jobs that are in demand and that are expected to grow in demand uh, in the next two, three years. Yeah. So hence, you know, that's why the focus on these few programs and certainly cybersecurity is going to be one of the biggest uh, growth areas. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. And lastly, what kind of impact do you see programs like this having on women's economic empowerment in the future? Well, um, I think that um, um, just generally embracing technology is is going to empower women. Um, and I think, you know, there's a lot of uh, uh, noise going on in the internet about uh, chat GPT and open AI. And for me personally, I come from the tech environment. I love tech. I, I I'm a tinkerer. Uh, so I found that uh, chat GPT, for example, has really improved my ability to craft, uh, you know, replies, technical documents, my proposals, everything have become much better than I than they used to be. So I think that by empowering women with digital digital skills, we are actually going to give, uh, you know, th this whole context about uh, uh, embracing equity. I think you're going to give women a, a leg up. And I think it'll be great if all women uh, were to embrace this because purely from a business perspective, uh, we are going to see more AI tools and the tools, should we should embrace them and start using them to help us to craft better solutions because it's going to, it's probably going to give us like maybe a 20, 30% uh, leg up from what we were doing before. Yeah, um, You know, just generally checking ideas, coming up with uh, 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 crafting a message, a better message. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I think of all these tools as my assistants that basically make me look far better than I than I was, uh, you know, just a few weeks ago. So, yes. Yeah, so I think that, that um, the, certainly this will improve our economic empowerment in many, many ways. It'll give us, uh, I think you notice as well that there's a lot of, uh, um, things that we can actually do to to improve our uh, earning capacity because we have additional skills. So you know, so certainly this will improve our economic empowerment. I I see that that that's the way that's the direction that we should be taking. Yeah. 
Anusuya, thank you so much for speaking with us today. That was Anusuya Krishnan, Program Manager for Skills to Work in Malaysia. You can visit uh, skillstowork.org to register for the program. Registration is now open and will close on April 28th. And so this is, of course, in relation to the fact that the program itself provides tech training and certification to women and underemployed groups who are returning to work or trying to transition to a career in the digital space. And in line with that, we've been asking you for your thoughts on this. Uh, but also, are you interested in working in tech and what holds you back? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We have a message on this from Legion. So Legion says, I think one barrier is society's conservative attitude towards women in tech. Leave tech to the men, quote. Um, I still think tech is very much an old boys club. That's interesting. I, I wonder whether this is the case in terms of, I, I don't have the numbers. I'm wondering whether this is the case in terms of graduates. So, I mean, I know we're not talking about grads per se, but in terms of like new people going into tech, I wonder what the, uh, what the ratio looks like. Yeah, because of course, there is also the the thing that we mentioned earlier, right? The drop-off rate, which might mm. end up then creating the boys club, even if at the earlier levels, there are in fact equal numbers. But I think the point about um, uh, women are not as good as tech is certainly something that even today comes up casually in conversation a lot, a lot more than you think it would. So we'd like to hear from you. Are you keen on working in tech and what holds you back from it? Uh, you can call us, you can WhatsApp us, tweet us. Keep it here on the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.